When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Brain again. And he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Hello and welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me, the podcast that provides the fans' point of view on all things Northampton Town Football Club. I'm Charles Commons and I'm here with my fellow Cobblers fans, Danny Brothers, Chesie Coleman and Neil Edgerton. Uh, now, Chesie and Neil, you were both brave enough to face the cold at Sixfields on Saturday. Uh, and I want to start with a question that crops up in football from time to time, if I may. Um, that is, is it ever okay for footballers to wear gloves during a game? I mean, I don't really care as long as they can play football. Okay, okay. I have no care in the world about it, Charles, but I wouldn't have begrudged any of them yes, uh, well, on Saturday wearing full-on snowsuits under their kit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fancy dress come early in December um, yeah. before the Christmas party. They've all turned up as Jeffy. <laughs> it was so cold. It was so cold. Was I actually physically couldn't even write think think straight it was that cold like every part of me was freezing even in my snowman suit Ian Wright's coat oh my god I have a coat like Ian Wright this yeah it's exactly like Jeffy's this is this is exactly like the coat I have so I have got an Ian Wright coat lovely lovely stuff well there you go um question resolved I think is the uh answer that i thought that neil was going to come in with a no it's never acceptable how dare they even dream of gloves or something charles uh, it was so cold on saturday uh i there was at one point i wasn't i don't think i could feel any part of my body (laughs) was it basingstoke cold Uh, yeah we ever get into that level was it wow more so as well because because we were poor and i know we're going to come on to the performance it it was a very one-sided game I don't think there was a necessity for me to stand up out of my seat during the game, apart from the start and the end of the game. 
which is unusual because usually something riles me and I'm up out of my seat at the ref or we've scored or we've, you know, having a period of attacking and stuff. But I was, oh, it was terrible. Oh. I was surprised you held out for as long as you did, actually, because you said to me at half time, I'm going very shortly if this gets any worse and how cold it was. And I was surprised that you hung on for as long as you did, Neil. So congrats. Well done. I'll, I'll be honest, Jeffy. There was a reason behind it. It's because my lads were annoying me. <laughs> so you just left them there because they were so cold <laughs> yeah I left them they were so cold but all I could hear them going is surely we'll be leaving soon surely we'll be leaving soon <laughs> <laughs> In my head, I thought, so you stayed I wanted just to, to annoy them yeah I was desperate to leave I was like right no we'll stay <laughs> I love the way that that happens it's so it's such a parental thing to do that isn't it, it yeah, just the opposite ticket. of what you want what your kids want yeah. brilliant great parenting Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, look, let's come on to uh, the game. Defeat for the Cobblers at the weekend. And if you watch the nine-minute highlights of the game, like I've done this evening just before we started, you'd maybe think it was pretty even in terms of chances created. But it's probably only right to say that Pompey were by far the better side. Um, what did you make of the game as a whole, Danny? Um, I was, I've was. i probably got a little bit of a different view than Neil and Jeffy because I was watching it from indoors sort of on catch up I paused it and from Germany and had to catch up in little parts during the afternoon so it's probably a little bit different in terms of how I see it as the as in terms of compared to people who were sat there freezing their asses off who probably couldn't even move so (laughs) so that probably plays into a little bit but I actually thought uh, Portsmouth obviously the better side by far the best team we've seen this season I think I think it's fair to say. Um, but I didn't, I wasn't as down on it as maybe Neil is. I thought we were actually approached the game really well. I thought we had attacked with intent. We came at them when we tried to have a go at them, which might have been part of the problem in the end, but at least we had a go and we made some chances and I thought we were actually all right. I quite enjoyed the game as a whole. Um, but again, that's probably because I'm sat there with the heater on watching it like in small little bursts, <laughs> like 10, 15 minute bursts from home rather than sat there watching it all unfold in front of me. And it's it's frustrating, but I think this is like overall, it's almost what I expected from the game. And this Tuesday night probably made me a little bit more relaxed about the game as a whole, because if we lose Tuesday night, we think, oh, we've got to try and get something from this one. But actually the, the jubilation from Tuesday night and the performance there, I felt like we carried on that type of performance against Portsmouth. I thought we, it was completely different to a hammering that we had at Derby where we just let the game happen to us. And I thought we were actually on the front foot a little bit and starting to try and make stuff happen and trying to make chances happen. And like, if you're playing against a better team than that, that's almost all you can ask for, I think. It's, it's going to be like this sometimes in League One. We're going to have games where we're against a much better team. And as annoying as it is, if they're on their game and we're not at 150 odd percent then we're not going to get anything and it's it's going to happen um but you just all you ask for is to go, to go out with a little bit of intent and, and fight about us and i think we did that hmm. uh, i was not i'm not too bad on it to be fair can I, can I pick you up on one point daniel pick me up go on pick me up uh, i'll pick you up buttercup <laughs> uh, just the the intent and fight it look i'm not that down about it portsmouth are a very very good side Mm. it was a bit of a free hit it's not going to define the season um they were comfortably i thought the best team we've seen this season like you said danny i think they definitely had another gear or two if they needed it um it was relatively comfortable for them and they they could have had a hatful Uh, one one point which i 
was really disappointed about actually on Saturday was there was times when we were outfought. Um, and what I mean by that is we almost dangled a foot a couple of times to some tackles. Mm. Um, yeah. There was one spell. I can't remember which number, which player it was for their, their goal. One of the big, big lads, attackers they had. I can't remember his name or number. Was it Yengi? Was, uh, I don't think was it was Yengi, no. no. Um, but essentially he ran through like three of ours and we put in oh, yeah. very yeah. The number 15 wasn't it yeah that was yeah it. half ass challenges yeah. and stuff there was a little bit where i was like look i know they're a good side and stuff and i think we first half definitely we, we did give it a little bit of a go and we created a few bits and bobs i just did think there was times where we didn't look fully committed to tackling um which is not like us whether mm. i don't know whether we were i don't know maybe just the mentality wasn't there maybe we'd we were sort of a bit defeated before the game kicked off. Yeah, I see, I see what you're some... saying. <clears throat> I mean, it was um, Christian Sadie that ran through basically about four challenges. Um, he did get a bit of a luck of the bounce with at least one of those, I will say. But I, I, I completely understand where you're coming from, Neil. I think that there were times in that first half where I was really quite frustrated because we didn't really get going i felt it wasn't yet yeah, yes portsmouth were good but it, we were misplacing passes or the passes weren't ahead of our players they were always inviting the press on from the opposition and i think the th- uh, the sorry the second goal actually typifies that completely because it's and, and thompson did this at blackpool as well his kicking just isn't up to standard really because it constantly doesn't go as far as it should do and what that leads to is Portsmouth come forward and we're and we're tracking back while the ball's in the air rather than you know being us being able to attack the ball Portsmouth attack the ball and that's exactly what happened and led to their second goal was that they're on the front foot immediately um, and okay, it doesn't help that Thompson comes rushing out as far as he does. And, you know, it's basically an easy poke home for Lane. But it happened an awful lot. And I felt like we got away with it against Blackpool on several occasions. Whereas Portsmouth punished us pretty much every time that that happened. They came forward and either scored or had a, a very, very good chance to. And that frustrated me in the first half in particular. But. It wasn't like we were completely out of the game. We still had chances. You know, there was the, the the Bowie chance where he should have passed to Hoskins. Hoskins had a shot earlier on from that that actually got a deflection off a off a defender before it was fairly easily caught by their goalkeeper. On another day, the defender doesn't get that nick and it, it maybe goes past the keeper into the back of the net. So... Uh, I felt like there were times when I just wanted to sort of shout at them to wake up and to start doing the basics and just to forget about being too intricate with things and just make sure that their passes were sticking and that we were trying to make sure that we went forward (coughs) at all times rather than getting ourselves on the back foot an awful lot. It was frustrating, but equally because of the you know, the the quality of the opposition, I kind of felt like, oh, well, this is what I thought was going to happen at Blackpool. But we won there. 
you can't necessarily win them all. And so therefore I'm, I'm, I almost just sort of said to myself, I'm just going to sit here and take this. I think there was three elements for me that did define Saturday. It's quite similarly to what you're saying, Charles. Firstly, I think we have to be very careful as football fans because for me, and I think for all of four of us, yesterday, for you, those of you that are obviously listening on Tuesday, we're recording on Sunday, yesterday was effectively for fans' point of view, a free hit because we'd got the Cambridge result and we'd got Blackpool and we'd said all along that w- the best we can hope for from the two matches is is a point probably and that would be enough. Um, however, that can't be the attitude of the players in the management, which I don't think it was. But it's really important that we strike a balance with that because as fans, we cannot accept... Sorry, as fans, we can not expect, and that's okay, given where we are. Um, The other thing for me was tactics that I wasn't sold on because I talked about it in the pod after Cambridge, and I said, actually, if we keep ourselves in the match for a good 20 minutes at nil nil we've got a much better opportunity of getting something from the game and I I think that early goals are a real killer for us and I kind of think that if Guthrie was able to be on the bench my tactic now would be to put him on on the first 45 even if you have to bring him off after 35 minutes if he's worn out at least that carries us through the game now. I'm not saying for one minute that just because Guthrie's on the pitch, it means that we're not going to concede. We don't know that, but I think it was worth a gamble flipping it on its head and having Guthrie on there as the calm person that can lead from the back and get us as far through the match as possible at nil nil. And I think that would have been a better way to do it. The third thing for me is. Sean said this on Saturday, I think it was an absolutely perfect sum up of the game. Portsmouth were a fantastic side, we know that. They're probably one of the strongest sides I've seen in the last four or five years at Sixfields, easily. Um, But it was less about how good Portsmouth were on Saturday, which they were. It was more about what we didn't do to help ourselves, i.e. giving away a really soft goal at the beginning from a free header goalie rushes out which is never good and then leaving the number 32 in acres of space for the third so there's so much to digest from it but for me it's not hugely negative on the basis that I think you're right Charles I think that actually we all knew that we probably weren't going to get anything against Portsmouth and, and Danny's right in what he says we didn't just get completely steamrolled like at Derby. We were competitive. It was frustrating because we were our own worst enemies at time and sometimes we didn't lay enough gloves on them. But ultimately, we were competitive to a certain extent. We tried things probably to our detriment as well, but there was more to assess. It wasn't just like, we're like, oh, that was just a disaster. There was more that we gave, but it just didn't go for us. Yeah, Um for regular listeners, you'll already know this, but if you're new to the pod, then Sean is Chessie's dad. 
Um, yeah, not Sean who, McWilliams. Sorry if that's confused no, anyone. Anyway. No, she wasn't talking to Sean McWilliams on the, on Talk the page. Talking to Sean McWilliams. Like oh my gosh, yes. Oh, hello. Go on, Neil. Gather. <laughs> <laughs> Surely these days it's the Foden, isn't it? Oh yeah, this is like Foden, yeah. Yeah, that was a surprise. Didn't it really was. help his performance, did it? <laughs> no, it no, shave it off. To be fair. Yeah, get it, get rid of it, Sean. Can you describe it for anyone who wasn't there? Now? Like a light bulb. Who haven't seen it? Like a light bulb. Oh, in... really foggy. <laughs> like a light bulb. Remember in was it um, France '98? Was it Romania that all died? Yes. Oh yeah, they did it all. Yeah, yes. all of them. Yeah. He, he looked like he was trying to be a member of the Romanian '98 football team. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, Sean Williams does come out with some wacky hairdos, and fair play to the kid because I think he, I think it's brilliant. I did see a picture on Twitter. There was a, um, I think it was 2017. He did a similar thing, but it was more like the the tips mm. of his hair um, that he he had dyed. So you could still see his dark. I think it's black, isn't it? His hair, um, or a dark brown at least. You could still see the darkness the of his roots, yeah. if you like. And then on the top was was you know a half an inch of peroxide blonde whereas this time he's gone full on or and even on a close-up photo i'm wondering whether you can sort of see that it's it's you know maybe he did it himself and he's got a little bit of his scalp and not just the hair you know when you try and do it yourself i mean I, I'm, I'm saying this to to neil mostly who is probably the most likely one of us to have ever dyed their hair before I've, I've never been able to dye my hair Charles. never yeah. been able to dye my hair listeners never ever because I'm a swimmer and it would have gone green. Oh. So. Don't want green. Dye Don't want green hair in the pool. No. Well, no, not green um, hair in the pool. Just like Grinch <laughs> hair when you get out of the pool. That's the issue. <laughs> Grinch hair. That would be uh, right on seasonal. Absolutely seasonal. For now, wouldn't yeah. it? Yes, yeah, so the bloke um, next to me actually said, have we signed a new player? Which, <laughs> but no, it's just Sean McWilliams. Just Sean Williams. It's fine. Was that bloke next uh, to you, Sean? <laughs> to be fair, no, because he was still trying to get a cheeseburger at five past three. Oh dear. He was oh dear. when he came in. <laughs> he was that big. Uh, I want to go back to your point about John Guthrie starting, Jeffy, because I think that the thing for me is that it's hard because we'd won the last two games, well, three games, and, and we played that same team agreed that's why it's hard right rough coming in so i i kind of i I completely get what you're saying because you know maybe in hindsight having guthrie in there as a you know that leader might have helped us to stay calm and and put our foot on the ball and slow it down a bit more and, and, and do the basics a bit better but i think if you're john brady and you're looking at it before the match you're going here's a team which have won three on the bounce. The only change that we've had to make in that three-game run really has been Odomeo and Bruff basically, you know, coming in and out over the last three uh, games. So, therefore, do we change it? And it, it must have been a really, really hard decision to make. And I guess what probably swayed it was, you know, Guthers is still, you know, having his minutes managed as I think is the, the the trendy way to put it these days. And I think that it's just a case of going, 
Right. Friendly way to put it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Uncle Charles. It's like a low block. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I, I I just think that, yes, you could probably argue now, after the fact, it would have been wiser to maybe have started him, see how long he manages, and then change it. Um, but I can completely understand why we went with the eleven. Yeah, that so we can did. I. So can I. It's not. Um, I, it's it, not necessarily a criticism. It, it is like you say, no. one hindsight and two afterthought, given what's happened. But we know that because we've now seen what Portsmouth were. I mean, Portsmouth were ridiculous. Their fans weren't confident yeah. either, which is even more. No. It's, it, very strange yeah. that, isn't it? But then again, is that because of the fact that, you know, you when you're up there doing so well, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to remember back to 2015, 16. I think, I think you're always kind of expecting the, the bubble to burst at some point. I think that yeah, as Cobblers fans they're, especially. They've got a load of injuries as well, don't they? So I think that's what yeah. part of it was. Mm. Their main the, goal scorer the, is out, isn't he? into it, not sure. Yeah, Colby Bishop was yeah. out, yeah. Um, but no, they were just like a different level, weren't they? And, they and I were, think, but I, I, I think Neil think said that... um, Neil said something on X, which was... Um, oh, well done, uh, mate. I, I, I agreed with Neil, which they were Thanks. pretty much what, what Peterborough tried to be, weren't they? I think that's what he said, something like that. Mm. that Peterborough didn't have that, that, that kind of clinicalness at the end, thankfully. Um, people were all fart no poo Portsmouth <laughs> Portsmouth had both and that's the difference between between the two on the day and we're just overwhelmed by it weren't we it's just one of them you've got to ha- hold your hand up and just say like you're by far the better team here and move on if this happens next week you'll start worrying for but... one of their players oh go on I think it was was it number 8 sure. I think who's on loan from Man City oh Robertson yeah he's he's quality isn't he? Yeah. yeah, well, he's a player isn't he He's a he's Man City he's on loan from City, and he. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. He's on loan from City. Need what? you say nor what nor a footballer? Mm. Yeah, um, Australian as well. Oh, get him well, in, John Brady. You would have thought would have been right in there. Brady, come on, come on, get him in there. This is a bit like how you know the rest of the world always stereotypically see us English as each one of us must know well the king yeah. now these days. <laughs> <laughs> this is turned into uh, John Brady should know every single Australian footballer going, and when it when when there's one that pops up that he wasn't aware of. <laughs> Welcome to our new assistant manager, Mark Viduka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going with that. I take it. I take it. Absolutely. Get him in there. Tim Cahill as um, oh, Tim fitness Cahill. coach. Imagine how many Harry headers we'd score with. as director of football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Alf how Stewart. Right back. <laughs> I was going to say, how many more Australian footballers can we name? And Danny goes straight for a soap star. Brilliant. Yeah, and the Dundee. character as well. Not even the Brilliant. <laughs> Oh dear. oh dear get Kylie Minogue in oh, you know morale Kylie. morale leadership purposes half time half time half time entertainment <laughs> that'd be brilliant um, yeah I, look I just want to I want to kind of finish it off by saying that I think yes they were the better better team on the day but I still don't think that that is an, not an excuse but I, I don't think it's acceptable for the basics not being done right. I think John Brady did say that in his post-match interview that he didn't feel like we did the basics well enough. You know, our passing wasn't, you know, completely on form. And, you know, I, Neil, you said it before, there were a couple of dangled feet as opposed to strong, you know, yeah. 
I'm going to win this ball yeah. type challenges. Yeah. Um, and I think you're right, Danny, you know, you do need every single cobbler's player in these games to be at a sort of seven or eight out of 10. Like on, I think like far on too many of them. No, yeah. We need, yeah we need far to, too many of them were about five sixes. We needed to be 10 um, all across the pitch for that. I think mm-hmm. they look like they're a championship team. Effectively, what oh, we needed is we needed Mane Monfe in defence, <laughs> running riot, what? just maraudering, causing <laughs> chaos at the back. That would have been fun. Okay. I mean, it would have been fun. I'd argue yeah. that um, <laughs> Portsmouth did a good job on Sam Hoskins and Mark Lennon as well. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Kept them quiet, yeah. didn't they? Another yeah. good point, Neil. I'm on right, fire He's today. on form on fire, tonight. Yeah. Absolutely on, on fire. form. Uh, well, there you go. Well, we'll end this half or this part on a high, shall we? Um, that's it for part one. After the break, we'll read out your three-word reviews. And while you're listening to these lovely, beautiful ads, why not take a look at all the extra stuff you get when you sign up to support the podcast on Patreon? Just go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Uh, last week, we did a very special midweek review episode where we looked back at Tuesday night's Blackpool game. Um, we don't normally do that, and uh, we're going to look to do that a bit more often in the new year. I think we've got a Tuesday night game one almost once a month uh, mm. from here on out. So we'll be looking to do those further. You can also listen to this very episode advert free. Just go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me, sign up, and get a seven day free trial to test it all out without paying a penny. We'll be back in a minute. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to It's All Cobblers to Me. It's time to turn to Twitter now and read some of your three-word reviews. Hey, Nathan, what time is it? It's time for the three-word reviews, Jamie. <gasps> really? What have you got this week, Charles? Yes, after every single match, we ask for your three-word review over on our Twitter slash X account. I say slash, it's just called X, but I don't like the sound of that, do you? Doesn't work in my head. Anyway, um, here are some of those that you sent in for the 3-0 defeat at home to Portsmouth. Um, All of them, I think, are pretty much along the same sort of lines. Um, Mr. Grumpy, NTFC, said, no complaints, outclassed. Um, Onwards and upwards, says Shoe Army. Difference was clinical, says Ian King. Um, Buchero said, meh, still 13th. 
quite like that one. Um, Rob Duncan chose to look at it overall for the whole week and said, good points week. I like that. Yes. That's a good optimistic good. view there. Yeah. Billsy went along similar lines saying, still good week. Uh, Sir Penny said, need Burge back. Yeah, I'd agree I mean, with that. Yeah? yeah? Yeah, we're going with that. Rather have Burge than Thompson. Definitely, yeah. Okay. Poor Tom. No, not, not because of anything other than the fact that he's inexperienced <laughs> and young and we need experience at the moment. Burge has made mistakes this season, though, hasn't he? Oh, definitely. He? But yes. I think um, just the, the whole command in front of goal is probably stronger and therefore your defence might be a bit stronger. Fair enough. Uh, Phil Kirby said frozen. Still frozen. Agree with that. I'm still thawing <laughs> out as we speak. Janu Marston wants to sack McWilliams' barber. Um, <laughs> Mark Josiah said opposition class showed. Patrick, Pompey just better. Um, Pompey masterclass, Steve Scott. A lot of these are about Portsmouth just being essentially better than us. Uh, Anthony Hobbs said, move on, boys. Um, Joanne Fowler, Fowler sorry, said, fair result that. Simon Colton, now... Um, Simon, uh, I feel that this is a public service announcement. Simon Colton's three-word review was, lost my hat. So if anybody's <gasps> seen awful. Simon's hat. That's a really that terrible it. time to lose your hat. I mean, Neil, I have Neil's got Neil's laughing one. like he found a hat. <laughs> Neil is laughing like he found a hat. <laughs> <laughs> He's on his I way out of six shows. Went, oh, there's a hat. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a spare one by view of the fact that I bought a lovely Clarence hat last week and Sean's refusing to <laughs> allow me to wear it to games. So... <laughs> is it is it slightly harsh, Charles, to say you would you, sh- you would really notice if your hat came off on Saturday? I wouldn't say it's slightly harsh. I'd, I'd say harsh. it's yeah. No, I wouldn't say I mean, it's harsh at all. At what, at what point are you not thinking my head's really cold? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You'd be like a minute ago, my head was absolutely fine. Now, brass monkeys. What about monkeys. if it was a really really thin hat? <laughs> well, why are you wearing a thin hat? Why are you not What's wearing a thin like a do rag. <laughs> You're not going to okay. wear a thin hat, surely, to a, to a match like that. Come on, Come it's, on. it's thick hat or no hat. What about if the plot twist here is he never actually had a hat? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Did you maybe he's lost so it on the way? So he's lost more than just a hat. Then we got there and he was like, "Did I have a hat on? Maybe I did have a hat on. Where's my hat?" <laughs> he might have found it by the time this. Did the door? Comes out. Yeah. I feel we like we need to, to clarify this next week on the three-word review. Can we have a three-word review? <laughs> found three-word hat, review date, next please. week. Yeah. Of, yeah, found hat or still no hat or head still cold. <laughs> Daniel Darwin said, some frigid defending. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I haven't heard that word. Oh, <laughs> um, Bring back. <laughs> <laughs> Britt Cobbler said, must remain humble. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, Really like that. That's a really good assessment. Um, Graham Treadwell said cobblers look nervous. Well, you would do against you... Portsmouth. Oh, okay. Look a bit All nervous, right. yeah. 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 Um, and then finally, we have to end on it as we do every single. This is the best week. one. Go on. It is the best one. This is from Chris, who of course says, "Thirteenth stays up." Thirteenth. Oh, if you'd have yeah. predicted that last week, I'd have literally snapped your hands off and gone, "Thank you." Well, this is the thing, right? Is that because it didn't, we were the only game that was on in League One over the entire weekend. So, therefore, it didn't really matter what the result was in terms of our league position because we were just going to, at the very worst, stay in 13th. And that is a fantastic 
position to be in, I think. Um, yes. You know, especially when you were looking a few weeks ago and going, oh, no. It was only two or three um, points a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? At one this point. This is it. And I mean, you're looking at it now and I'm thinking to myself, you know, we, yes, it was one of the game in hand that we had, games in hand that we had over the rest of the league. But I mean, you know, we've now played 19 games. Um, the vast majority of teams around us have played the same. Um, there's only Charlton and Bristol Rovers above us that have played less with 18. Um, Wigan are equal on us now and we're ahead of them. So that's good. Um, and then you've got, what's this, Wickham. Wickham have got one game over us at the moment. So, I mean, I look at that and just sort of think, well, we're in a really good place. And I mean, it was it was a really good good week i'd said before it that if we i'd be i'd be happy getting two points out of those two games blackpool and portsmouth we came away with three having beaten blackpool in the first one and like has been said before it was kind of a free hit i just worry or i I worried beforehand that having a free hit or seeing the game as a free hit is is not great at times i think we talked about it danny on the midweek review didn't we where we were sort of saying that there was a danger ahead of the blackpool game that having that as a free hit potentially ends up being a bit of a derby-esque performance because of a number of things but essentially because you're not expecting to get anything out of the game but we didn't see in either of those two games this week another follow-up another you know derby performance so at least that has now been properly dealt with, I think. You can sort of say it was a one-off, it's happened, it was learnt from, and we went into these two games against teams that are of a higher quality. And, okay, Portsmouth did really blow us away, but I don't think we were embarrassed. And we mm. certainly weren't embarrassed at Blackpool. No, I feel like next weekend is a huge game as well in the season but we're going up to 20 games next seat next week we could either be 10 points clear of fleetwood or what's four carry the three four points <laughs> or four points Very clear of math. them and <laughs> i think is that right yeah four points or 10 it, it, it's such a difference to that mentally as well and it, we go into it against you know i don't know i want to whisper it a little bit quietly but a team that has conceded 10 goals in three games this week mm. um and they've got lee johnson in charge so that's a bonus um and <laughs> we've got the same carrot dangling ne- next weekend of if we get a point or three we could go to the top half and but I, yeah. at the same time I, I really hope we go into it team fans everyone thinking this is relegation battle because this is how big this is we can put a massive marker down 20 games in it'll look so much different it'll look amazing if we're going in 20 games into the season in the top half of the table rather than 20 games into the season having just lost to a relegation rival which we're still involved with that and it, and it suddenly becomes the other narrative again of oh we, we've got to fight against it again and where's the next win coming from all that kind of stuff it's it's such a massive game in the season i think next weekend and we've got to treat it like it i think there is two elements to the following games. The first one is that you don't get relegated when you're in a relegation battle by Mm. losing to teams like Derby and Portsmouth. You do get relegated if you lose to people like Fleetwood and Cambridge who are right around you 
and you because mm -hmm. you need to effectively it's a six pointer phrase which i know danny loves but it's the Come leapfrogging <laughs> and taking the points off teams around you but the other massive thing that danny's touched on a little bit is that once you start to then become mid-table teams coming to you come to you with a completely different approach and That's people true. view you in a completely different approach because if you are viewed as oh yeah they're just come up from uh, promotion they're not going to be that good it's okay we don't we need to set up this way you come as a mid-table team well established in the league people are going to go yeah they're on it two very different mentalities yeah that's true I mean obviously Fleetwood this weekend and then we're away at Carlisle so that's another team that uh, in and around that relegation uh, battle um, it's going to be similar and you know, for both of those games in terms of their importance. Obviously, you're going away to Carlisle. Um, you know, that's a long, long trip. Um, even for me, where I am in the northwest, it's still a distance. Um, so you would you would look at it and go, three points needed against Fleetwood. We'd love to get another three points, but at least get a draw and get a point out of the game at Carlisle. I think we should be going there looking to to win it. Um, because then you've got a, a tough little spell immediately afterwards over Christmas. You know, Oxford at home on the 23rd, followed by Stevenage away on Boxing Day. Both teams who are riding high in League One. And Lincoln so, away as well, which is new manager bounce. They're all they're yeah, active exactly. as well, aren't they? They're a really good side as well. So Yeah, and, so, and I mean, it's... It's important, therefore, a bit like how it was important that we beat and we picked up points against Burton and Cambridge ahead of these two games. We now need to look at it, I suppose, in in another small batch again. I, I, I think I'm right in saying that um, the, the, the coaching staff, I think, take their games. I think I've heard John Brady say this on the radio somewhere, that they take them in batches of fives and they look to basically write next five games, this is what we need to be doing. And and they go with it that way. Well, I think if we look at it here, we go, right, the next five games, we've got two relegation fighters and three promotion chasers. I'll include Lincoln in that because of their new manager bounce. They're looking to try and get to the playoffs. And it's going to be important to kind of set up those three tough games with six points in the bag already so that we can turn around and we can be confident going into them. Because I, I think that part of that Blackpool performance was, a, a, you know, riding on the crest of a wave of two games, you know, winning on the bounce and just being full of confidence and just full of belief in ourselves that we are good enough to compete in this division, which, which we clearly are. It's just that, there is definitely a bit of a roller coaster ride attached to this season, I think. And and I, I expect that there are still going to be many downs as well as ups before the season's out. So I think going into these next couple of games is very important that we learn from the issues and the mistakes that were made in that game against Pompey. And then but take forward into the game as well the good stuff that we did against Blackpool and Burton and Cambridge and just go out there and go, right, we are where we are in the table. Let's go and prove to people that that's where we should be. The other thing I think that we have to consider is that if you are near the bottom of the table at Christmas, you're going to probably be there for the foreseeable, for the foreseeable and towards the end. If 
by the time we get to our games against people like Oxford and Stevenage, if we've done enough of a job, then our second half of our season outlook is so much stronger than what it is if we start to lose two or three more and we're scrapping still before those games come around. Yeah, okay, lovely stuff. Well, that'll be the end of part two. After the break, Neil is going to dip into his post bag. Dip. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome back to It's All Cobblers to Me. Time now for us to dip into the post bag to answer the questions you've sent in on social media and to our email address, podcast at cobblerstome.com. To the post, to the post. Get your comments and thoughts to the post. We're ready and willing to read out your scribbling, so get them all into the post, to the post, to the post. Get your comments and thoughts to the post. Put pen to the paper, do it sooner, not later, and get it all into the post. Get it in. Neil, can you see your post bag? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just double checking. Why, why, why did you that. ever doubt him, Charles? Because you're on your phone. Because you're on your oh. phone. I didn't know if you'd be able to see it. Well, you're talented, Charles. No, oh, you are. You are indeed. Shall we dip away then? Dip away. I've got Peter French for you. Oh. Oh, Pete. Undip. Undip. It's, it's, a, it's a lengthy one, so settle in. Oh, I will. Dear Neil and the gang, at the Portsmouth game, the attendance was announced as 7,200. But looking around, there are a large number of gaps in the East End and around where I sit in the top of the West End. I've always thought attendance figures were those actually in the ground, but it seems it relates to tickets sold. Because I imagine a number of season ticket holders or people who had bought tickets didn't show up because it was so cold. Do any of you know, are the figures tickets sold or the number in the ground and which do you think it should be also can i give a shout out to the stewards and the st john's ambulance people a man fell over on the stairs near me and they came quickly to look after him and they can checked on him at half time we don't often give them credit for the work they do thanks for the pod and i enjoyed the bonus midweek one on the blackpool victory yours peter french go on peter go on pete go on peter it's a good question that um, I don't have the answer. <laughs> I think no, it's, I, I think I do have it, but I could be making oh, it on. up. But I, I believe it's as you scan the little machines that we've got. When you scan and you go green to go through to the stadium, that then generates the the amount of people that are in the ground. That's my belief. Now it's all electronic. I don't know what it was that before. Would, that What's would like make sense these days. 
It's seven five, isn't it? Eight, or seven something. eight? Yeah. It went up slightly, seven, didn't eight. it? When. Just yeah. Down. Sorry, hang on, Danny. Yeah. Hang on, hang I on, thought, Danny. Pause. Um, when the East Stand was what? Sorry. Rejigged. Because you said built. I just need to clarify. Sorry, rejigged. Placed in place. <laughs> so essentially, we're saying um, there was six hundred odd spare seats on Saturday. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I get the feeling that season ticket holders count. I think so. Because it didn't look like ticket, it they? did look like more than six hundred spare on Saturday. Mm. I w- I would just question as to where because you know part of Peter's question was, um, you know, what do you think it should be? Just thinking here from a health and safety point of view. Um, shouldn't it count the amount of people actually in the ground for if there was, God forbid, a fire or something that needed? I don't you know, think they're not taking a register. Though, are they? No, yeah, I know that they're not number, taking a register, it? but surely you still need to have <laughs> that number, some sort of safety number. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I think it probably is a case of it's season tickets are already accounted for, and then it's plus whatever. But it would make sense having now the electronic tickets that it basically all goes onto an app and gets tallied mm. up electronically. Whether whether uh, for um, for that maybe there's two different elements. So maybe there's a the green for go when we go in, as we all see when we go into the stadium, is the one that the club have in terms of a safety register. So you know how many people are in the ground. And then Actually there's inside, an actual yeah. commercial one, the mm. tickets that have been sold. So there's a commercial oh, element and a safety element. Maybe they, they combine the two. That is a f- yeah, very clever point, Jeffy. I, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I am clever. There was, there was definitely quite a few empty seats. Danny, your whole row was empty. Yeah, sorry, that was because I didn't turn up. They just didn't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, but people might have been getting bovrels because, frankly, Sean gave <laughs> up trying room. to get a bovrel. We were getting bovrels for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were. Sean had to queue for the whole time and gave up, didn't he? I would just yeah. say that I think that, you know, it, it's a very good point that you make, Chesy, about, you know, the commercial aspect, because obviously the more people, the higher the attendance, more that you can, you know, help help to sell sponsorship, et cetera, which helps the club financially, which helps the playing budget be increased, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, does it really matter to us as fans what the attendance figure is? Yeah, it does no. to me. Does it? Yeah, it does to me. Why? I like, I like, I like that. I love days when there's. What sellouts. do you do with it? Which I like numbers. Happy. At the you're going to say, Jeffy? I just love math. I love maths. Maths is my favourite <laughs> subject. At um, the Fernabell, Damon Fox walks around and with a clicker to count people oh i would I wonder love whether to it's do him that. doing that i'd love it's a bit it if he was doing... to do that with love two to 300 <laughs> people though isn't it I'd, lo- I'd love it if he was doing that six fields as well <laughs> they do it on airplanes don't they, they next do it on game airplanes. you should take a couple of different jackets and run around oh yeah twice. just run around yeah <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah totally do that <laughs> just move seats uh right we've got one from gareth <laughs> kingston go on gareth go on gareth Massive Gareth and Valerie fame. Uh, it's a good question, this one. Uh, dear Neil, how much of a dick was the stadium <laughs> DJ deliberately whamageddoning the whole crowd at the Pompey game? <laughs> oh, God. I, I'm i so sorry, Gareth, because I know it has upset you a bit, but I think it's hilarious, <laughs> personally. Yeah. I, 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 I don't do that. 
whamageddon thingy and get into that game, so it doesn't bother me. But I can understand the frustration. I did do it a few years ago, where I where I actually was like, right, I'm for once, I'm just going to play the game and and actually go there. And I think I think the rule is is that as soon as you recognise it. And it has to be the original version by Wham. It can't, you know, a cover version doesn't count. Then as soon as you recognize that that's the song that's being played, that's it, you're out. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously nobody wins. It's just a bit of fun at the end of the day, isn't it, for Christmas? But, I mean... <laughs> I just, Is it essentially it, trying to avoid the song? For yes, as long as you can? Is you're the trying game? to yeah. avoid yeah. the song. So if you are playing Wabageddon, uh, I suggest that you pause. No, I'm only joking. I'm not really going to. Also, if you're watching on iFollow, does that count as hearing it? Well, no, because you need to be able to recognise it as well. So if you are on iFollow and you don't recognise it because you're, you know, not listening and you're, you know, I don't know, talking to friends or whatever like that, it's only when you recognise, oh, that's the song, that's Last Christmas by Wham, that you're out. Right. There you go. So could you just play, play it with yourself in your head and just be like, oh, that's the Spice Girls, Spice Up Your Life? That's oh, Spice Girls, what tune? No, Danny, don't. No. What tune? No, okay. Don't be silly. Don't be silly. Sorry, um, Sorry that you... was an ideal moment for Stedden, weekly Stedden Gate. Sorry, David, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think it was, I mean, he says, how much of a dick was the stadium DJ? <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll massi- go not a dick at all. But, but, but massively funny dick is what I would say. <laughs> that is the title of your sex tape, Charles. <laughs> a massively funny dick with Charles Commons. Uh, be, on my, we, uh, be on my headstone. <laughs> we've got also uh, a five-star review of this podcast as well, I believe. <laughs> we Sorry, have Gareth. got a couple look next from year. Malcolm Butler. Go on, okay. Go on, Malks. He says, Dear Neil, after Tuesday night's exploits in Blackpool, what cobbler, cobbler's games, excuse me, from the past can you file under the heading? Well, that was a nice surprise. <laughs> mm, so it's like an upset. Type oh, I've of got one. Jobby. Or... I've got one in fairly recent history. Mm. Um, when our dear friend uh, Keith Kerr was in charge. And we were the masters of curlball and throwing away 2-0 leads. And we won 4-0 against Carlisle. Mm. Do you remember? <laughs> I was like, I was not expecting that. <laughs> okay, yeah. I think, I think Wembley, like the empty Wembley have to go, has to go yeah, down there. Yeah, definitely. There's one. Definitely. That was, that was weird, very, very much unexpected in terms of... Mm. Like, and, we and, never the win yeah. and the game before it. Yeah. And the game before it. I think, I think yeah. more Wembley in, in terms of you'd never... Like, that would be the furthest thing from any cobbler's team to go and do is win 4-0 at Wembley. So it's just mm. such a weird situation. That's a good point. Um, especially under Keith Curl. Especially under Keith Curl. Because, you know, that wasn't yeah. his style. But essentially, I, 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 I will revert back to my answer. Malcolm actually asked this on Slack, didn't he? And I will, will mm. revert back to my answer that I gave you then, Malcolm. Pretty much every victory, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favourite away games, um, 3-2 away at Hull. That was, I mean, I can't, yeah. I, I'm pretty oh, sure I'm I was Richard. saying a lot. Yeah, Eric Sabin. I was pretty oh. sure I was saying a lot more than well. That was a nice surprise that day. <laughs> when, we were, <laughs> when we were out afterwards uh, but no that was that was lovely Orient in the wilder year that was another brilliant one not necessarily unexpected unexpected 
I wasn't expecting to win like we did, but just the manner that we blew them away completely. And that was supposed to be a tight, nervy top of the table match. And it just wasn't. We just slaughtered them. Who was it that we beat under Samo when we'd drawn about 400 games in a row and we beat someone 6-2 or 6-3 at oh, was home? That was it Crew? 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 Crew, yeah, Crew, that was it. Because that wasn't that Sean yeah. Harrod's debut. We just was a, that was a nice surprise, wasn't it, that, that one? That was a very nice surprise, yeah. I was, I was trying, because the obvious ones would sort of say, like, maybe Liverpool mm. in the Carling Cup and stuff. But I was thinking about this before. I don't know if I'd classify it as a nice surprise. <laughs> it was a shock, no. that was. That was just a shock. <laughs> well, because, yeah, it was it was an amazing day and, and it was brilliant. But, I, yeah, I, I don't think that you'd say it was a, a nice surprise. I think no. that a nice surprise is when you do turn up and it's a very comfortable victory. Or oh, birthing yeah. at home last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice surprise. Um, Preston That's away, nice. Larry's hat trick at Preston. That that kind of Ooh, vibe. Yeah, I'd say. Like yeah. winning, winning away at Fulham that time. I think. Yeah, where there's life. very little jeopardy, I would mm. say, in terms of the actual what happens in the ninety minutes, if that makes sense. I mean, I don't think Blackpool was necessary fills into that category either, because no, because that was very much backed against the wall at the very end, wasn't it? Yeah, but I mean. I, I yeah I I've I really I've I've completely started to overthink it now so it's probably just best we move on now. You absolutely have. Uh, so we've got Malcolm again. Uh, hello, Malcolm again. Hello, Malcolm. Uh, if Malcolm works a Saturday and a Sunday, which he did last weekend, he gets the following Wednesday and Thursday off. Oh, nice. As a result, he spent the afternoon in various licensed establishments in Plymouth <laughs> with some railway colleagues who have the same work rotor. Which cobbler's game do you wish you'd not bothered with and spent the afternoon in the pub instead? <laughs> All the best, Malcolm. Hang on, Malcolm. I've got, I've got the answer, the definitive answer for this. Go on, May two thousand and thirteen. Oh yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that one. <laughs> yeah, Lady yeah. Boothroyd's Wembley. Oh my god, I, I went to Wembley on Friday night and I've still got the shivers from it. I, I can't, I still can't go in there without the. <laughs> without getting the feels of it and, I think it yeah. has to be that game right yeah that is the definitive answer I think yeah done yeah definitive well done Charles thanks if it if it was down to me you'd be getting some Jeffy points right now <laughs> should I give him some it's not down to me what I could do <laughs> it's not down what to I me, could do right. is let me see let's get up the table Ooh. let's have a look yeah. right well. revision okay so currently <laughs> Winner obviously is definitely going to win the whole season is Mitch Pinnock. But in terms Where's of the jeopardy in that, build it up, Jeff. Hang on build a minute. <laughs> so, what if Neil scores the winner at London Road? As in our Neil. I might. Yeah. What are we getting yeah, Michael Harriman back in on, on, <laughs> on an there. emergency one I might, day load? I might be required on a short term contract. <laughs> <laughs> so Neil is at minus four hundred. Danny is at no, Charles, sorry, is at one hundred and thirty. Danny is at 280, but I'm going to change Charles to 140. So, yeah, I mean, Samuel Tobias Hoskins is at 100. I think we need to add some more to him because he's just a star. But, yeah, nobody's going to beat Mitch Pinnock this year. But I think, Neil, Neil, you're going to have hard luck getting anywhere near positive numbers, if I'm honest. (laughs) And you fully deserve that. You're fully deserving of your minuses. Understood. (laughs) Uh, Understood completely, Jeffy. We've got one from Ryan Eldred. Mm. who informs us that Charlton's Alfie May has admitted to not being a football lover. Are there any Cobblers players you could see as not loving football? I'll go Sam Shering. 
Well, that's a bit that's, harsh. That's Ryan saying, saying that, not me. No, I, I wouldn't say Sam Shearing. He, oh. He's a lovely looking fellow, isn't he? But I Does that mean that, that he, he likes football? football? Yeah, I mean, no, ben, I mean, ben White is another um, you know, current player that doesn't say that he enjoys the game as such. Like it's he, a job to him. Uh, Paul McGregor springs to mind straight away. Yeah, Duncan yeah. Spedding hated it, didn't he? Spedders hated it. Who was the who, who was the fella that gave it up? Uh, Jonathan Mitchell played. Hmm, very good. Sorry, Simpson played for us Sorry, in like the early two thousands. He gave it up, and he gave it up. He was like a homegrown talent who we thought was kind of kind of come oh. through, and he ended up going into the business of building, and said he didn't really Andy like Morrow? it. No, Andy Morrow. Oh, it's Courtney Herbert. Bug me. Leon Lovejoy. Justin Leon Lovejoy? No, no. Before no, that, Justin way Hill, before Abel that. Dalla. Way before <laughs> that. Da- is it Danny Jackman? Was it Danny Jackman? No, he no. couldn't be a builder. He wasn't homegrown <laughs> either, was he? Was I Danny Jackman. Only I shrunk the kids. <laughs> I'm going to have to Google it and let listeners know next week. Sorry, folks. Uh, one of the best away songs to Danny Jackman was You're Supposed to Be a Gnome. I remember that. Um, Out of the current crop, and I'd love him to to tell us differently, but I've got to say Sean McWilliams. I just get the feeling he's not not that arsed about it. And I'd love him to tell us differently, but I I just get the feeling. As a sport, do you mean? As a sport, yeah. He's an Arsenal fan, isn't he? I don't know. Never seen him. His whole family are very sporty as well. So it's almost like they are kind of interlinked sports because obviously you've got brother that plays football as well and sister that boxes so i think they're just generally just quite a sporty yeah. family mm. that doesn't necessarily mean they all love football True. i get the feeling he, he wouldn't be devastated if it if it if he um decided to change careers tomorrow kind of thing but which one you know you remember when um oh was it mike dean the referee is he the tranmere fan, tranmere mike, fan is that the yeah. right one yeah. yeah and he was seen in the tranmere end at one of the playoff mm-hmm. games a few years back oh yeah he was having and a nice time wasn't he having, having a lovely, lovely time, time. Wasn't he, yeah. which, which current cobblers player do you think would act like that on the terraces in you know for their own team not necessarily for the cobblers oh, i don't mean that, i wonder who like, that could be who who, who would Aaron you go McGowan. for <laughs> Absolutely, yes, 100%. without question, top off. <laughs> Old jelly legs. Get him in there. Who does that? Oh, Old jelly legs. Go to the red game. Blue. <laughs> Old jelly legs end up at the rugby or something. <laughs> isn't Aaron uh, McGowan? Isn't he a Tramway fan? fan isn't he? Did I, well, he I was linked there, wasn't he? Tra- no, you, look, no. You, you're right. He's. he's he, I think he's, he's either red or blue. He's not a Tramway fan. So he, he let, might let, have Tranmere as like a local the local side that he grew up to the closest one he grew up to but they're all like who who would be the one that um not tramifan no who would be the cobbler's player who wasn't playing for whatever reason in the stand going nuts if we won like completely nuts not just player nuts just lose the plot completely like who isn't playing now or if they they weren't weren't playing. playing for any reason and they were in the stands who would lose the plot the most? Obviously, Brady would just com- like self combust. <laughs> but who would who would be next on the list? But they've got to be like have good links to us and stuff, right? I, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going Leonard. I think Leonard would just absolutely lose the plot. Do you think? Yeah, Leonard. There was a character. I, I mean, you go back go back a few years, and and it would have been David Buchanan, right? Bayo would be another one. Obviously, do you want the final? Yes, please. Bottom of the barrel. Well, bottom of the barrel, I should say. <laughs> Uh, letter that we've received it is from Leeds United fan Mike Fuller 
Oh. Hello, Mike Fuller. Who, Hello, Mike. Who simply says, you are all leads in the next round of the FA Cup, right? They, they have posh? drawn Peterborough. Uh, yes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes, we absolutely are, Mike. For this, for that weekend and that weekend alone, we will turn this into the Leeds United podcast. <laughs> we will not. It's all Ellen Road to me. <laughs> it's all Tony Eboa to me. <laughs> now that I could get behind. Oh, oh that's one of my favourite ever goals. Right. Oh, that is um, on that as well. Sorry, you, you, you're about to close the postbag, but. Um, it's, it's, on that, I haven't, I haven't done the knot yet, though. So carry on. I've done the knot. Okay, can I sneak in before you tie the knot up? Yeah, um, of course. It's not a letter. It's just an observation that the um, posh game's obviously off now. Yeah, isn't it? It is. So it's now going to be a yeah. Tuesday night, which yeah. no one wants. No, no one wants that today. No, nobody. No. Makes it this makes it very difficult for me to go for a start. Mm. I imagine it does for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, my tractor yeah. won't make it in time. Have we no, got? We haven't got any more. Saturdays have we that can well, well I was thinking in. that the, because Charlton are Charlton out as well because if Charlton are out of the next round we could play our match on the third if ours hasn't already been arranged if it has Charlotte. it's already been I was going to say can they, can, for a Tuesday. can they re rearrange a match like that well, that's not <laughs> <laughs> people, people had already booked stuff for the first game oh, I know. They? and then you're going to change it for this it's awful. So if that was just if it was me, keep, keep changing it. I'd be fuming. Every week, oh, it's changed again. No, is there another? Um, the only other thing is, if there, is there another international break? Then would be one in like March, March. time. I want to say, yeah. There? So can we get something in there? Because there might be a game that's postponed where we. No, no, they'll have they'll have the same. Well, posh will be like, oh, we've got lots of international. Mm. We've got Suriname international playing at right back. We can't come. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Slugs. There you go. Don't sit on the fence, lads. <laughs> post bag done. Post bag Thank done. you, Neil. Beautiful post bag again, as always. Uh, if you've got anything that you want to send to us, thoughts or opinion, you can find us on social media. Just uh, search at It's All Cobblers to Me, or you can send us an email podcast at cobblers to me dot com. Um, there was no game for NTFC women this weekend because of frozen pitches in Nottingham. So unfortunately, um, we haven't got any kind of update for you with regards to that. Um, so that... Still frozen, I think, is the update. That's all for this week, then. If you want more from us, you'll find it at patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. You can listen to our weekly podcast all about the rest of League One and chat about cobblers fans around the town in our community on Slack. Uh, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sign up for a seven-day free trial. And if you've not enjoyed listening to any of the adverts in this podcast, well, you can go and listen to them ad-free over there as well. For now, we'll be back on Friday with the preview show. Um, but we'll see you then. Goodbye. Way! There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The Cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.